Hey everybody, welcome to The Daily Oz. It is Thursday, the 16th of December. It's the second last podcast of the year for Zara and I. We are wrapping up the pod for 2021 after tomorrow's edition. But we're going to go out talking about the same news story we started this year talking about. COVID-19, not sure if you guys have heard about it, but it's a little bit of a big deal. It's had a whole new chapter and the cases here in New South Wales, but around much of the country are up. We're going to take you through all the big changes and give you some thoughts on where we stand. A bone fragment has been found in the search for missing toddler William Tyrrell, according to New South Wales Police. It comes as the police also confirmed the renewed search for Tyrrell will end this week. Former Australian Test cricketer Michael Slater has been arrested after he allegedly broke an apprehended violence order earlier this week. He's accused of sending a number of offensive text messages to his former partner, according to the Sydney Morning Herald, and Slater has been refused bail. The Director General of the World Health Organization has warned the Omicron variant is spreading at an unprecedented rate. He added, and I quote, we're concerned that people are dismissing Omicron as mild. Even if Omicron does cause less severe disease, the sheer number of cases could once again overwhelm unprepared health systems. And now for your Thursday good news, the French Parliament has voted to ban conversion therapy. The bill now must be signed by French President Emmanuel Macron to become law. French Equalities Minister Elizabeth Monero said on Twitter, very happy with this agreement. She further added, no, being yourself is not a crime. It certainly felt like something changed yesterday on the COVID-19 front. Here in New South Wales, there was quite a major spike in cases. And then we heard from almost every state and territory leader around the country with some changes to restrictions. While most of the states announced an easing, there was also one state that did announce a tightening of some restrictions in response to the spread of the Omicron variant and concurrent rise in cases. So if we start with New South Wales, the major announcement yesterday was from Premier Dom Perrottet. As we've said from the outset, our vaccination has been the key for us to being able to open up safely. Uh, we've always said as we've opened up, as mobility increases, our case numbers will increase. Our case numbers alone uh, are not the only important factor. Uh, what, is, what is important is our hospitalisations and ICU presentations. Alongside this advice for media, he also announced the following restrictions would be eased from yesterday. Density limits will cease to exist. Masks will only be required on public transport, planes at airports and for unvaccinated hospitality staff who are working indoors. We can say goodbye to most QR codes because they'll only be required in high-risk settings like hospitals, aged care and disability care facilities, gyms, pubs and nightclubs. The biggie is that proof of vaccination will only be required for indoor music festivals with more than a 1,000 people and cruises with more than a 100 passengers. And yes, that is a niche description. But the important point here is that there is very little distinction now between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated in New South Wales. Businesses, however, can still require proof of vaccination at their own discretion. Now, Sam, there was another announcement that was important to you and I because we'd had a lot of friends who were cancelling Christmas parties and dinners because they didn't want to be isolating over the holiday period. What did we learn yesterday? Premier Perrottet announced that fully vaccinated close contacts will only have to isolate until they receive a negative PCR test. 
So that's a change from the previous rule, which was that if you were a close contact, you had to isolate for seven days, regardless of whether you received a negative test back. The Premier did, however, say that if you live in a house with a COVID-positive case, you will still have to do seven days of isolation. And the same applies for some other settings that are high risk. So, for example, this Argyle Club in Newcastle would be considered one of those because we've seen hundreds and hundreds of cases arise from there. This change in the understanding of close contacts brings New South Wales into line with Victoria. And that is a great segue into what the Victorian government announced yesterday. The mandatory vaccination requirement has been removed for the following settings, retail, real estate, places of worship, weddings and funerals. It's still going to be required for hair and beauty services and in restaurants, cafes, bars and pubs. There's a number of other new freedoms that were announced yesterday, including people under 18 will not be required to show proof of their VAX status at all venues, including hospitality, and face masks are no longer required at weddings, funerals, or ceremonial settings. An interesting one, workplaces exposed to a positive COVID case will no longer have to be deep cleaned, and rural and regional health services can resume up to 75% of normal elective surgery activity. There are some restrictions that still remain unchanged. Those include hospitality workers are still going to have to wear their masks and customers are still required to wear masks in retail settings. South Australia wanted to get in on the fun as well and announced that quarantine for international arrivals has been reduced to seven days. So that is down from 14 days. There were also announcements from the ACT, fully vaccinated close contacts of Omicron cases will no longer need to quarantine for 14 days, but rather isolate for seven days. Travelling to the ACT is also now restriction free, which means that you're no longer required to fill out a declaration or an exemption form to travel into the ACT. However, the Chief Minister did outline that the three-day quarantine requirement, that's 72 hours of quarantine for fully vaccinated overseas arrivals, will remain. There was also some really important announcements late in the day from WA. There are changed border restrictions for New South Wales from high risk to extreme risk. What this means in practice is that exemptions for approved travellers will be restricted from 12.01 on Saturday to certain government and specialist workers or extraordinary circumstances determined by the State Emergency Coordinator or the Chief Health Officer. When reflecting on New South Wales, Mark McGowan said the situation is very concerning. He said that in our state, case numbers are rising rapidly following a number of super spreader events. He said the New South Wales government has eased restrictions on the unvaccinated and their health minister is now predicting 25,000 cases per day. And that was his justification for tightening the border restrictions with New South Wales. A lot of new information for everybody. So it's a podcast you might want to play again to slow it down. Especially as families around Australia think about getting together for Christmas and New Year, this information and updates from government is going to become extremely critical. We will keep you up to speed on the Daily Oz. We make sure to break down these announcements and changes in restrictions as easily and simply as we can. You can find us on Instagram at the Daily Oz. That's where we do all of that throughout the day. Until then, we'll speak to you tomorrow. Have a fantastic Thursday.